I am a little bit of a pessimist, and you are. You know, well, we know that. But that's my job. You're supposed to bring the positivity here. Munster are not one of the best teams in the world at the moment. The Red Seventy Eight with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Anthony Moyes is with us. Anthony, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, lads. How are we doing? Very good. What's going on? Ah, not a lot. Not a lot. Very little, as a matter of fact. You know, just another week in paradise. And uh, well, congratulations, Cher, on uh, winning your... Uh, I hope your coveted medal there. I hope you wear it around the office all week. Oh, uh, oh he will. You know, it's something to behold. And uh, fair play to you. Just a lot of Nathan's uh, in the studio so I can rub it in, you know? Yeah, well, listen, it's all about taking part, really. King you can of the we can all find excuses when we want to, you know. It's 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 making an excuse not to be there. That's it, you know. That's it. That's what you have to be. So listen, uh, anyway. Congrats. Thanks very much. Well Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Tyrone were a rabble in the end. Yeah, they're a rabble. All right. Um, well, we've you know we've been kind of looking at it all year. Um, obviously, some distress in the camp. Something going on. Numerous players leaving. You know, we touched on it earlier on in the year. Why would you leave if you were in a panel that potentially could go and win a second All-Ireland? Um, you know, one or two guys might have personal reasons or different things that's going on, but the, but, but the, the amount and the, the, just the sheer number of fellas leaving kind of gave you an inkling that all wasn't well. Um, they were different, to be fair to them. I think they were a lot better than they were against Derry. Um, and when I say a lot better, I mean they tried. Um, I watched numerous, number, numerous occasions where they were chasing back and that energy and that kind of enthusiasm and that desire to get back and, uh, you know, stop an attack or whatever it was, which wasn't there against Derry, was there. So to be fair, I don't think they, they, they went out you know, on their shields, um, they didn't just go out with a whimper, but it just wasn't happening for them, Jerry. Uh, uh, it just, it just wasn't happening for them. The, the defense has been leaky. They have been devoid of any kind of real idea of where who, who their six is. They've been chopping and changing the team. Some of the changes that they made in the defense, uh, you know, just didn't work um, at the weekend. And you know, Armagh really probably could have bet them by ten or eleven points. And when you look at it, a lot of teams. You know, it's funny. You might have said before the draw, geez, I'd like to avoid Tyrone, but actually Tyrone were the team nearly to get because, um, you know, once you got on top of them, I think the the, the, the failings that they've had and the, the lack of energy and just the, the fact that so many players are off form just came back to haunt them. Armaz reward is a game against Dundee Gall. It's like, oh, great. Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, wait, hang on a second. We know each other all too well. Um, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like sneakily they've they've kind of done this Talton Cup North and South divide. Yeah. They've kind of managed to do it in the old hot balls, cold balls syndrome, and in, in, in the thing because I'm amazed, you know. <laughs> like you look at the other side, Cork. No disrespect, but they get loud and Limerick, and Armagh get their own and Donegal. So yeah, man, yeah. That's that's going to be that's going to be a cracker. Donegal, it's all. I think it's all a mental challenge now. Uh, you know that kind of first round of the qualifier when you get beaten and you have to go in, whether it's after a provincial loss or whatever it is. That's the the, the, the mental side of it is 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 the big thing. It's how the management team and the players pull things together post the loss. 
which 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 you know is 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 a, is a sickening blow really to you um and it's 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 like a wake it's like a death in the family it takes you about five or six days to kind of get through it then it takes another three or four days depending on rows in the camp and people pointing fingers and everything else so it's you know you generally do need a minimum of two weeks to get over it um but Armagh would be licking their lips because you know they would feel that they owe this game and that they, they they you know that they're battle hardened now and they go in with a lot of confidence whereas Donegal won't um, What about the Mayo performance against Monaghan <laughs> at one stage the shot efficiency was dropping to like catastrophic levels and yet still they managed to win the game which maybe is all that needs to happen Kind of a good team Jer until they get to Croke Park and lo and behold <laughs> they're in Croke Park I know nobody seems happy about it I'd say James Horne is absolutely delighted the game is in Croke Park I love the fact that with in, in Owen's absence, uh Nathan is just going for the complete opposite of the era. He's just he's just bigging them up like just no, can't no, help no, ourselves. No, unashamedly so, which just is can't which help is, ourselves. Which is the Mayo way. Which is the Mayo way. Um you know what, I, I agree with him. I think they, they got the job done, they racked up a decent score. Um I thought Monaghan were a little bit abject. I thought the game was 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 very cat and mouse until the until the black card. Um, you know, Mayo made hay. Then I think they could have won by more, but but at the same time they could have absolutely blown it with the last guy kind of five or six crazy minutes. Um, Mayo will always come out looking confident. You know, they'll always have the chest out. They look well. They'll they'll flash a couple of scores. But there's always that inkling, especially when they're going through the back door, that 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 it's 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 a it's a you know it's a kind of a, a veneer. It's just there on the surface, and that if you crack it that you might get in underneath it and that you might expose them. And to be fair, I think if that Monaghan game had gone on an extra few minutes, I think Monaghan could have caught them because they were, they were, they were, they were really teetering, you know, they were like, I mean, the Mache in the aid, no Shea hand pass, which should have been a penalty. Oh, I was like the um, dubs last year when they're passing back at their own goal line. It's like, what, what the hell? Yeah. And it's, a, it, and it's a real lack of, um, Sorry, it's not a lack. It's not a lack of ambition. I think. I think what it is is it's a fear, uh, and it's a fear of going on and pushing up and actually saying, you know what, we can go on and kick on in this game. And it's the kind of what we have, we hold. And of course, what ends up happening is you fall back within yourself. Players come back, and you you, you pull teams onto yourself. So the pressure actually builds because you you know you're trying to get out of your defence. You're seeing Monaghan fellas all over you. You're making decisions that you probably wouldn't make. The referee is probably giving the opposition team a bit of an opportunity so he's not really giving you easy freeze to get out of the defence or whatever it is and, and it just heaps more and more pressure they'll get a lot of confidence from that win um, Are they trying although- to prove something in those last few minutes are they going to try to prove something around game management because it doesn't feel like game management sits well with this Mayo group over the la- like it's it's 100 miles an hour it's keep kicking on in the last 10 minutes we're actually trying to sit back and play that you know dub style possession football keep it in our own half 100 hand passes like that doesn't seem to fit with the skill set of this Mayo group you could be right Nathan and I think like I mean often what, what, what if you watch Dublin or, or, or any other team when they're doing it quite well is they will do it for a period of time but then they launch like a long kick out to a kind of an outrider a person who's just gone up the pitch in over in behind the defence or, or, or the opposition offence and tried to get in behind and tried to get a score down the far end or even get a free so in other words someone like a Matty Ruan just takes off you give him the ball and off he goes I think that idea of game managing 
in your own half or even in your own from your own 30 yard line back is dangerous stuff um, and especially when teams are, are, are pressing so much and looking to turn the ball over and are so adept at doing that so yeah is it a thing I don't know I think I think the point that you make on them being 100 mile an hour that's the way they have to play um, and that's the way when they when they tore Tyrone open, which they did. They could have had another one or two goals themselves. McLaughlin had had, had an opportunity, which really he should have stuck away, set up brilliantly by Killian O'Connor. Um, but I was a bit more impressed with their balance in the in the forward line. O'Connor's obviously getting back. He's got a number, a few number of weeks under his belt with regard to training. He looked a bit sharper. Um, and I, I talked some of the, some of the positional changes in the forward line were interesting. Um, they still didn't set the world alight. Um, and I think, you know, but again, they're coming into a situation now, again, against a team just like Ala Donegal, that have the physical scar or the mental scar and the physical scar of the dubs absolutely trouncing them. So it's all, again, how does Glenn Ryan and the boys, how do they treat the video sessions and the recovery post that Dublin game? Do they look at that first 20 minutes, which we touched on, where there was unbelievable defensive errors, hopefully. which allowed Dublin to have the, the hopefully, hopefully they do look at it a bit and go, yeah. OK, let's not do this again. Let's do something yeah, slightly let, different, let, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 football one oh one. Here's here's the first lesson and the last lesson of tonight. Let's not do this. Let's not have this object defending it. Well, you know, I, I think it, it, they'll have to do they'll have to have like those Kildare players will be will be feeling absolutely desperate after that game. Um they have to give them the confidence about the second half and about how well they attacked and how well they transitioned and some of the scores they got, because there's no doubt about that. The forward line in Kildare is 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 well able. Um but those defensive errors That'll be crucified against against Mayo too, because Mayo have those strong runners coming from deep. And if you watch most of the goals that happened against Dublin, was fellas switching off, switching off to runners, not knowing who they were going with, not communicating correctly. Um, and if you do that against Mayo, you're going to get absolutely opened up. So okay. you have to go wherever that runner goes to, whether it's Lee Keegan or you know it's whoever it is, you have to go with them. And look, Mayo beat them fairly handy in the league. Um, in the end, it was eight points, but. Okay. I don't think it was um, as much of a competition as some of the other games that Kildare played in Division 1 so Mayo strong favourites for that back in Croker and probably one of those teams that none of the provincial champions actually want in an All-Ireland quarter-final but uh, we'll wait and see Banty was having a right home moan after the game wasn't he about that penalty? Like in terms of teams being screwed over and a McEnany being involved I think Anthony we can all agree it wasn't in the top the top the top <laughs> wow <laughs> it's three or four <laughs> I mean certainly uh, the All-Ireland uh, you don't even remember this but the, there was a square ball that wasn't in the uh, down Kildare match in 2010 we would have got to an All-Ireland final <sighs> against, right. against Cork uh, yeah, so I, you know, it, it does seem as if sympathy was in short supply for Monaghan uh, at the weekend. Anyway, to move swiftly on, uh, how is your candidacy for the Mead gig coming along, Anthony? Do you want to announce it right now, live on the air? I think I'll, I think I'll hold it. I think I'll hold that in my pocket here, if that's okay. <laughs> I haven't checked the terms and the conditions. The small print would be vital, I think, in in, in that particular role. No, it's um, uh, yeah. It's a sad state of affairs. Um, you know, I think, first of all, on the game itself, I think people who were going in thinking that Mead were going to win this well or any, in, in any other way was were, were, were completely, those those thoughts were completely unfounded because I think Clare and Mead are pretty much close. And the last number of years, the battles that they've had, it's been a point or two either way. 
you know, so uh, Clare fully deserved the win. I think Mead were like, um, I just looked at the highlights. I wasn't at the game, so I can't really comment. But looking at the highlights, the one thing that jumped out for me from the TV was a lack of energy, a lack of enthusiasm, um, a lack of intensity. Um, and the me guys just looked like, you know, they were just waiting to be, you know, basically put to the sword. Um Bar a couple of great saves by Harry Hogan, it could have been a lot worse. And fair play to Claire, they kick on and on they go. So, you know, Andy obviously announced uh, his his resignation last night. That's six years. And, you know, I know Andy well. Um, I would consider Andy a friend of mine. And, you know, Andy has put massive amount of work in. He came with a great CV, as you guys know, like with Bally Bowden and different things he did in Meath. Um, he was probably one of the... I suppose the 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 the, the guy in, in in Mead at that time who had won the most uh, at club level and had shown that he had the capabilities to do it. I think he tried well over. Oh, I think I saw someone putting up a tweet yesterday with the amount of players that he's tried and from the amount of clubs. It's over thirty odd clubs have been used and well over a hundred odd players. Um, so it's not like he didn't go scouring the county to try to get talent. Um, now, some might say, did he chop and change too much? I don't know. Like, I mean, if the players are there and they're putting their hand up and they're consistent, well, then they stay in the team as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Um, and, and if they're not there, well, then you have to go find others. It's, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's like, lads, honestly, inter-county management is not for the faint-hearted. It is an unbelievable task it's a it's a it's a seven day 24 7 job you know that that is what it is nowadays between the the organizing of the sessions the video sessions the analysis being there you know and what it, it, you know whether you have a big background team or not if the main man isn't there the players will look or people will understand and say you know well why isn't he here and all it takes is one to kind of say that and next thing it just starts to spread um, so you need to be there. You need to be present continuously. And, you know, I know Andy has put an enormous amount of work and an enormous amount of commitment into that team, both on the field and off the field. He's very, very good to fellas off the pitches, helping them out with work and different things and introducing them to people and getting things sorted for them. And that's what it is. It's an all... Uh, encompassing role you know it's not just you go out there and you train for an hour and a half or two hours in the pitch and away with you it is it is an unbelievable role and it puts your life on hold so you know to say you know Mead have a Mead have a, 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 a body of work to do to get the next person in because it's going to be a very very important appointment um, and I think anyone who puts their hand up and goes oh I can solve this I think they're talking absolute BS to be honest with you because I think there's multiple layers that have to be solved and it goes from the top all the way down to that person and further down. So it's not just a thing of, oh, let's get a big name in here and we'll, you know, just throw a number of people around him and actually we have loads of talent. The talent was there. The talent was there with Andy. Um, but was the character there um, and was the, you know, the kind of, I suppose, the the real desire to to push on and to win and to to, to do all the different things that need to be done I'm not so sure. Um, and and the first thing that has to happen is those players who, who have been left behind, who are now waiting for a new manager, a lot of them will have to have a good, long, hard look at themselves. Um, and, you know, Andy has fallen on his sword, as, as has his management team. But, you know, in both the Dublin game and, and the Clare game, 
you know, a number of those players will have to take, as I say, a good, long, hard look at themselves and wonder, you know, do they have what's needed to go on? Um, and I'm not just saying play for me or play for another. It's, it, I, you know, a lot of people can play for an inter-county team. It's to win. What you can do to lead that yeah. and, and, and to really push it on and make the difference. All right. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we'll come back to all that a little bit later on in the summer as well. Anthony, good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. No bother, lads. Talk to you soon. Anthony Cheers. Mullins giving us a thoughts there. So give me your prediction for the score. Mayo going to whoop Kildare or it'll oh, be a no, close no, game? No, no, no. I, as uh, Anthony pointed out, I, it, uh, it's a bit of yerrorism needs to take place, I think. Uh, too late, you know, too late. Dead cat you've already, from, uh, you've already booked in there, surely. You're booking the uh, hotels for the All-Ireland final, you were saying. Can't even get the hotels. Uh, my main takeaway from the weekend is, do I need to revise where last year's All-Ireland final is in Mayo's list of what might have been, considering... How this, bad Toronto were this thing? What do you like? It's a handy All-Ireland you coughed up. Again. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.